0: Chapter 33 of Life at the Zoo by Charles John Cornish. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 33 The Paris Zoological Gardens in the Two Sieges. Here is an odd scene in the Jardin des Prins at the end of April 1871. The Communards were defending the ramparts, and a steady rain of shells had been pouring in from the Versailles batteries for a week. Everyone one in paris was stale from continued siege and bombardment war had lost all its excitement and nothing relieved its squalid discomfort an order to impress all citizens for the national guard had just been issued and one of these m henri de goncourt an author a man of taste and a man of peace had wandered into the jardin des plans partly from sheer ennui partly as he would have us believe in the hope that he might find an empty loose box of a deer or antelope in which he could sleep and escape the requisition militaire of the omnipotent Bonbois he found a party of national guards sauntering round the gardens conducted by a philosophical republican who halted his squad in front of the kangaroos cages and gravely took for his text the maternal virtues of citoyenne kangaroo, begging them with emotion to observe the contrast of the animal which always carried its infant in its pocket with the indifference of les femmes aristos to their babies. The Republican zeal for improving the occasion is typical of the frame of mind to which the average Parisian can always bring himself and his audience over any political or patriotic question on the most trifling occasion, a kind of a conscious insincerity which his hearers agree to share in order to enjoy the sentiment of the moment. But the time and occasion are not often so comical. The observer of the scene, M. de Goncourt, a writer steeped in the literary life of Paris, a life which the siege had starved and crushed, leaving the poor man in a state of acute mental starvation, very curiously shown in his journal of the siege, declared that the animals which had survived the first siege, or had been introduced to the gardens after the Prussian occupation, were almost as bored by the loss of their public as he was at the loss of his the animals he says are silent the elephant abandonné de son public, leaning indolently against the wall was eating his hay with the air of a man compelled to dine alone in the first siege the animals of the paris zoo which could by any means be classed as game or venison early found their way into the butcher's and game-dealers shops as early as october three two large stags were exposed for sale at the same time big tame carps which had adorned the fountains in the gardens were rubbing their purple noses against the sides of a baby's bath set upon the counter and a young bear freshly killed its broad paws clenched in death was hanging like a sheep from the hooks above destined for auction by hungry parisians on the following day on the last night of the old year in the shop of the butcher rousse in the boulevard haussmann far less appetizing viands were the subject of a sale which for the moment was invested with an interest equal to that attending an auction of masterpieces of art at christie's the last batch of animals from the jardin de acclamation was on offer to supply the materials for a new year's dinner the trunk of pollux a young elephant was the central attraction and among a number of unfamiliar heads and horns a shopman was pointing to a pile of camel steaks the butcher was concluding his speech in the centre of a circle of women it is forty francs a pound for the fillet or the ribs yes forty francs dear you say not at all i do not see my way to making a penny on it i counted on three thousand pounds and he the elephant has only cut up into twenty three hundred pounds the feet you ask the price of the feet are twenty francs the other portions eight francs to fourteen francs a pound allow me to recommend the elephant sausage there is onion in my sausage ladies and gentlemen de goncourt was able to purchase two larks for his breakfast like the toasted mice of the hero of bulwer lytton's parisiennes dainty but not nutritious that evening he found at voisin the famous elephant sausage and he dined on it the rarer animals from the jardin de acclamation in the bois de bouillon were transferred before the siege to the jardin des Plans. These were mostly bought by the proprietor of the English butcher's shop, M. Dubos. He also bought the elephants of the Jardin de Plantes for 27,000 francs. Personally, I have eaten the flesh of elephants, wolves, cassowaries, porcupines, bears, kangaroos, rats, cats, and horses, says the author of The Englishman in Paris his views on these creatures as articles of food are only given at length in the case of the dog cat and horse the last was supposed to have become a recognised part of the food supply of paris in the year before the siege but it never acquired any popularity it is very curious but a positive fact nevertheless that i have heard parisians speak favourably afterwards of dogs and cats flesh even of rats baked in a pie i have heard them say that for once in a way and under ordinary circumstances they would not mind partaking of these dishes i have never heard them express the same goodwill will towards horseflesh one thing is certain at the end of the siege the sight of a cat or dog was a rarity in paris while by the official reports there were thirty thousand horses left the same writer records the opinion of an officer who was most successful in siege cookery on the subject of the dog as food this gentleman aided by a soldier servant had made an excellent dish of larks which turned out to be field mice slightly flavored with saffron to disguise their musky taste you may disguise anything with saffron except dogs flesh his meat is oily and flabby stew him fry him do what you will there is always a castor oil flavor remaining which cannot be got rid of the only way to minimize that flavor to make him palatable is to salt or rather pepper him to cut him up into large slices and leave them a fortnight bestrewing them very liberally with peppercorns then before cooking them put them into boiling water for a time and throw the water away all palates do not seem to have disliked dogs so greatly at Brabant, where m renin and other leading writers dined regularly during the siege a saddle of mutton was brought in we shall have the shepherd served up to-morrow said Monsieur Ebra. it was explained that it was a très belle selle des chiens and that this was the third time they had eaten dog. No, no, exclaimed Monsieur Saint Victor, horrified. Monsieur Brabant is a respectable man. He would have told us horse, not dog. Dog or mutton, said Nefter, his mouth full, I have never eaten a better roti. If Brabant would give you a rat, it is excellent a mixture of pork and partridge during this dissertation poor Monsieur Renan, who appeared preoccupied and thoughtful grew pale then green threw his five francs on the table and left hurriedly the result of the compulsory experiments in food during the siege will not be much assistance to guide the work of acclimatization or to aid in the discovery of a new meat either from the menageries of the zoological gardens or our beasts of burden though all the needful accessories of good cooks good wines and good company were available to secure success End of chapter thirty three